Okay, you guys, this is so, so important. No, this is huge. This is huge for us. Pat and I are doing our first ever live show of Seek Treatment in Brooklyn, New York, baby. TV's Brooklyn. We're so happy to be part of the Brooklyn Comedy Festival. And we are going to be doing a live episode with an incredible guest that I cannot yet reveal. On Friday, September 21st, 2018, at 9.30 p.m., Brooklyn Bazaar, which is in Greenpoint. It's a really cool venue. They have this restaurant next to the theater that has like amazing fried chicken. So you guys should definitely go check that out before or after the pod. Like whenever you want. And it's going to be so special for you guys to actually be able to see us and yeah. our kind of body chemistries right. with each other while we do the pod app. I'm going to wear a tube top. We might hook up. It's going to be fun. I am going to reveal that I'm absolutely flirting with the idea of wearing a tank. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, while well, we, well, I still can. You guys, please come to the live show. Run, don't walk to get your tickets at bkcomedyfestival.com. Don't come crying at me when they're sold out, bitch. Because you know it's gonna, honey. Forever. Dog. Dating and love, seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hint, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey, I'm Kat. And I'm Pat. Welcome to Seek Treatment, a podcast about boys, Boys, sex, sex, fucking fucking dating dating and love. love. Pat, what is up with you? I've had an emotionally fraught week. I feel emotionally gutted. People keep like coming back to town. Like old flames keep like coming back to town. Uh It's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer monster of the week. And I have to like combat my like emotions and like, I'm like, Wait, were you just a mid-20s person? Or like, I, this is how I feel. The people you love in your mid-20s are the people you love in your 30s. Um, I have a theory that is like, you actually never get over anyone. <laughs> yeah. I know, that's what I'm finding too. I hooked up with this one old flame. He dropped his, um, I'm living in like a literal tree house right now because like I'm subletting for... um. In Bushwick, thank you. Um, living an artistic lifestyle in TV's Brooklyn, and I am, um, I'm living in this like super high lofted bed. Like, think about how high you think the lofted bed is. Okay. Higher than that. Okay. okay and then higher than that. <laughs> and the ground is so hard. It's the, the hardest. Did you fall? Ground. I didn't fall, but every night I, I have to come to terms with my mortality every night before I go to sleep because I'm like, if I fall down from this, like I will die. And is I'm, this the same story as like what you started? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My whole point is the guy, the guy. Your flame from your mid twenties, <laughs> um, who did famously give me throat gonorrhea three times. Yes, but, but I kept saying when I was gonna hook up with him, with him again, I was like, you can't compare now and then. Like I'm on health insurance now. Like it's a totally different world. Mm-hmm. But um, I he dropped his vape pen on the floor. Okay, and he cool. was like, remember that <laughs> sounds awesome. It smashed, and he was like, remember <laughs> that there's broken glass all over. I was like, okay, but I was so emotionally fraught that right after he left, I forgot there was glass all over the floor. Step down floor, I'll send you a pic, gash on my foot. And you know I have a stress fracture on my other foot, so I'm like limping on both feet right now. Okay. So, and I do think it was like a, sim- a symbolic moment because like it was like a scar, an emotional scar, a physical scar. Yeah, I find that if someone hurts you on the outside as well as the inside, they probably aren't the one for you. <laughs> is that, <laughs> Maybe. See, is that too much? For me, that's in the pros column. You know who's a- in the pros column for me? <laughs> Our incredible guest. I mean, she's... The funniest person I ever met in my life. Truly. Genius. 
beautiful, amazing friend. You've seen her on The Tonight Show. You've seen her on Search Party. You've seen her everywhere. She was recently, I recently spent time with her in San Francisco at Comedy Central's Colossal Cluster Fest. Oh, awesome. You were at Cluster Fest. Yes. I wasn't sure if you went. Okay. I, I was for at mentioning Cluster Fest. That. She, this, our guest did, I think, the funniest set of comedy I've ever seen at Cluster Fest. Yeah, she's a wow. genius. Put your hands together <laughs> for Patty, Patty Harrison. Harrison. Welcome, Patty. This sound is me clapping for myself. <laughs> it's true. Oh, thank Someone's got to do it, babe. What a beautiful intro. Oh, thank yeah. You. Wait, thank I don't you. think I've ever gotten a nicer intro. Well, you deserve than that. that. No, it's really true. Uh, for anything, it's really true. I did I did a show recently and I won't say what show it was okay. but uh they we did a rehearsal intro for the show when I came up for the tech rehearsal the intro that they gave me was amazing it was so nice it and then uh it was just like like if you don't know her now you're going to know her it was just made mm-hmm. me feel so good and then the uh the intro that I got for the actual show was like our next guest is transgender. Please <gasps> give it up for comedian Patty Harrison. Yes. Oh that's my so God. Fucking that is all I need to know about you. Yes. I don't want to know anything else. That's beautiful. That is cuckoo. Yeah. Was it a so, fun show? It was fine. Okay. Awesome. So how are you? What's your day? What's new? Well, um, I, I, you know, I'm having, I'm having a great day. The weather's really nice. It is nice. I'm currently, um, currently unemployed at the moment, so I'm just kind of floating around. And that's uh, okay. Brooklyn. Seriously, like I'm sure you're going to be able to find work at some point. Yeah, like I believe I'm, in you. Totally, you have so many <laughs> unique talents. Like and like someone somewhere needs your talents, and so don't sweat. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really trying to just focus on like sucking random guys' hogs <laughs> and um, really fe- and feeling romance from that. Trying to find romance in yeah, just sucking. Totally. Random Yesterday we coined the term talks. hate head. You've been giving a lot of hate head. I've I hear. been giving a ton of hate head. Yeah, hate head is a full time job. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like angry, angrily giving head to someone who uh, has communicated they don't plan to reciprocate. Wow, oh, I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. I like that actually. Um, oh my god, what were you saying? I okay. I have to say, say something. I wanted to mention this last week. Yeah, and also you need to go into what your week is because I I forgot. You didn't ask I me. fully forgot. Well, because you moved on too quickly. And is it because I took the sleeves off of my shirt and <laughs> I'm just sitting here like in a bra? At the top? I haven't seen. I think this is important for the listeners to know. Like I have not seen Catherine since Monday, and I fully forgot what she looked like. I forgot that she got a blowout. Like it's just been really crazy. Thanks for bringing that up because I think many of the listeners are wondering. So what are you like with a blowout? And I am a completely different person. I went to a dry bar um, by choice. <laughs> And What's a dry bar? Whoa. <laughs> dry bar is a place where you walk oh, in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get it. They give you Prosecco and they blow dry your hair to make it look like you're on TV. I was thinking it was like a dry bar, like no alcohol here or just like. The That's bar. what I thought it was too. Yeah. When I saw it, because I've never gotten a blowout, but I, I've seen them everywhere because it's like a chain. And Do then, you want to go? Yeah. I'm afraid. Okay. I'm afraid that it'll be hard on my hair. I'm very sensitive about my hair. That's true. And And let me say, I walk in. Okay. I walk in and the woman in the lobby, I overhear her. She's like, oh, and can you wash my hair twice? Because it's really dirty. And I text (laughs) Pat, like making fun of that. I'm like, what an idiot. And then I get there to sit down. She's like, is it okay if I wash your hair twice? Because it's really dirty. (laughs) (laughs) If I had, if I was, if I had hair, I would like long hair. I would always have a blowout. Okay, it's if, expensive. If though, I was a woman, I would always have, I know, but I would always have a blowout. As I've said already on this podcast, I would 
only wear tube tops <laughs> and I would also always wear wedges that no, would be my look yeah. I hate wedges Pat famously said on the pod that I he, think I think you think there's nothing hotter than a woman with big boobs in a tube top I think that's so hot I really do and they I keep pulling it up like yeah. I think that's so fucking hot they're like leaning over and their hair's like pinned straight and yeah. it's like slinking over oh their shoulders because they reach and pull their, up yeah. their big heavy naturals <laughs> I feel like I people it. treat me differently with a blowout Totally. And well, I have a different energy. I feel kind of a shift in the whole city when you have a blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something in the air. No, it, really. And I remember okay. when your hair was crimped. Like, that was, like, something that affected, I think, <gasps> That the was community. huge for the community. I did a photo shoot. Thank you. Where they crimped my hair. It looked fucking incredible. But I kept it so long that people were like, you need to wash your hair. People yeah. I don't know. The people at the dry bar. People at the dry bar. I, had to wash I it love twice. someone telling you your hair is really dirty. I know. As, like, a job. How often do you wash your hair? Um, every other day. Oh, sometimes tw- every day. Sometimes, wow. sometimes twice. But every, I have sometimes to. Sometimes twice every other day. Sometimes twice. Sometimes every, twice every two days. Sometimes twice every time I wash my hair. Oh, okay. um, sometimes <laughs> I wash my hair twice when I wash my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just have very like fine and thin hair, so it gets oily really quickly. Yes. And uh, the days that I don't wash it. I have to use dry shampoo. Something that I found in my mid twenties that's carrying over for sure to my late twenties is like, um, for me, because I don't really use any product, and like, so like for me, it gets too like, um, like I I really grow to depend on natural oils. Okay, so I, I can't have fallen asleep, and okay. so I do want to steer the conversation. <laughs> okay, that engages with my relationship with men in general. So you need to like respect that. I'm sorry. Go on. No, that's it. That's the whole statement. That you need natural oils. Yeah, and that you can't wash your hair every day. And for me, you can't condition ever. Yeah, I famously like am gross. I wash my hair like once a week. Um, if I haven't worked out, I'm not going to shower. I do soak in hot baths without using soap and then step out of the bath just to feel warm and hugged. Totally. Do you guys like baths? So you're just soaking in the like sediment dust water of mm-hmm. all the dust that settles in your tub. And you know my tub's fucking filthy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every apartment I've lived in is charming, aka disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on to our crush of the week yeah go ahead who's your crush of the week babe okay my crush of the week is someone that I actually just was in the same space as um I don't know if you remember Stephen Coletti from Laguna Beach (gasps) kind of like a vision in board shorts um I loved him in my early teens yeah my Mm mid-teens and I just did a thank you so much tv festival Mm -hmm. um for thank you so much Mm -hmm. a short that will be available actually online of all places (laughs) and um I saw Stephen and it was like Nothing had changed. Wow. You know what I mean? And I really mm-hmm. felt something for him. And I did ask him to be on this podcast. And he did say no, which I respect. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I just, I think he just seemed like a really chill guy. You know what I mean? He seemed like an introvert. Which- I really, I really can't imagine his face <laughs> other than, I can't imagine his face in any other lighting than like <laughs> flickering, like fire pit lighting uh-huh. on yes, the beach. Yes. Like I can't imagine his face lit any other way. Where that's do these how I remember teens it. get the bonfires set up? I feel like those teens all had a bonfire every day. Big's fire pit. They all had fire pits at their house. I think it was a requirement oh. for the TV show that they only followed families that had a fire pit <laughs> or had access to like a beach fire pit. I love that. Have you guys ever been to a bonfire on the beach? No. Me neither. No. I want to go. I don't like that. I had a ton of bonfires in high school. In the woods? In, in my At my house. I had a big backyard. Oh, you were, the, you were a hostess of bonfires? Yeah, that's how I got friends. I had no friends until I started drinking alcohol and then I got really <laughs> popular. That's real. Is that real? It's fucked up. That's How old were you? I was 14. Isn't yeah. that disgusting? I was 15 when I, I started drinking. I didn't start drinking till I was 
like in college. I think it's crazy to think that we've been drinking for like 10, Over 15 10 years. years. Yeah. And like I think about before that, my friend, like my friends, like my hot friend Kylie. I yeah. remember when she, we were in like seventh grade and she got invited to like a ninth graders party. And she like over the weekend on the bus, she was telling me about it. And I was like, wait, you're skipping around some stuff. Did you drink Whoa. beer? She was like, yeah, yeah, I drink beer. And I like almost cried. Oh my God, what age 12? I was so let down. I was like, (laughs) I knew you were going to fucking be like this. I know. I was like that too, so judgmental. And then what flipped in us, do you think? Uh, I went to a party where people who were cool offered me a beer. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I've been doing it for years. (laughs) (laughs) Would you get like fucked up? Wait, and so you would have bonfires. You would host host fires where you would would drink. Yeah, I would have bonfires. It's going to be a fire. (laughs) And people would literally, people would literally like drive their pickup trucks around in our backyard and like leave tire marks and my mom would like come up and scream at me oh my god i love to drink too like even when like when i first started drinking it was just like that was so fun to start hooking up with even though i was like hooking up with girls at this point it was enjoyable for no one but i was just like (laughs) i love the drama surrounding a hookup i love to talk about it the next morning and so like drinking like was so important for that when you're drinking when you're hooking up sober it's just like you have to really want to hook up which is (laughs) sad yeah (laughs) I if you want to hook up, if you want to hook up, seek treatment. <laughs> if you want to hook up, you need to seek treat. When I was in high school, every year we would go to this big Dave Matthews band concert on this huge hill and we'd rent a party bus. We'd all go in the bus and we'd drink until we were already puking before we got to the concert and then kind of roll around on this hill and then magically somehow make it back on the bus uh, to get home in time. And I was like 15 years old and no one ever wanted to kiss me. It sucked. Did you hook up as a child? No, <laughs> I know me neither. I couldn't get it to happen, and I, I really tried to get it to happen Did as you? a child. I really tried to activate it a lot. Who was like your first crush? And what's your move if you're trying? If you see someone at a party like trying to hook up, like what's your move? Um, I don't have. I don't think I have. Not like a move in a weird way. Just like what 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 starts going going through your head? Um, I like my body language, whether I want it to or not, my body starts to turn away from them <laughs> because I'm like, I don't like, I don't want them to know that I'm like, I'm like, if they yes. see that both of my shoulders are like kind of facing them in a way that's like, I'm <laughs> not perpendicular, but I was like, like my, I have to be like diagonally facing them. So they know they don't have my full interest, even though like peripherally one of my eyes is like always on them. Uh, and yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm not a good I'm not good at like activating a crush. Neither I'm not am I. good at. I'm actually amazing at it. I said it once, I'll say it again. The trick to getting someone to hook up with you is to have four beers and touch their arm. <laughs> <laughs> Just touch their fucking arm. It's scary. I remember it's reading so in like Cosmo Teen Girl that like if his feet are pointing towards you and he looks at your lips, he wants to kiss you. So it'd always be at school, like in fifth grade, like being like, is he looking at my lips? Like, like during like math class. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, bitch, you never And it's was. really scary because the teacher's <laughs> feet are always pointed towards you. <laughs> I was like, help, my teacher wants to kiss me. <laughs> no. Um, mm. Yeah, I did not have any hookups as a youth and it took so long, but I was still like drunk and trying. Yeah, that's so important. Failing and flailing to be drunk. And I mean, trying. you watch, you watch, you watch super bad, and you're like, oh. okay, uh huh. I wanna, I wanna like get head butted by Jonah Hill. <laughs> when what is, isn't? She, are Do they going think, in for a kiss? Um, yes. Wait, when uh, with Jules at the end of the flick. Barely remember. Do you like, think that? Um, do you think that Michael Sarah is hot? <laughs> 
Can we do yeah, a round table on that? I don't, I don't think I think he's hot, but I get compared to him sometimes. He is hot. He is hot. Okay. I, and I feel okay. like he's probably someone who in person has like oh. charisma. I'm sure charisma. he ruins <laughs> lives in person. I'm sure yeah. you meet him and you're just like, I will give my life for you. Yeah. He's very my type though. So what can I say? What, what's that? Skinny, nerdy? Yeah. Sort of like, like <laughs> I'm always into these guys who like, you are sort of nerdy, but really they're not nerds at all. And like everyone thinks they're hot, but I'm like, they're my little secret. Like no one else thinks they're yeah. hot. Yeah. And every time I feel like I've seen a famous person on TV that I'm like, why do people think they're hot? I think you get, I think seeing people on like a screen, you become jaded that mm-hmm. like people can actually look like that in person. Mm-hmm. So when they do, every person that I've ever been like, oh, that person's like so boring. Why does everyone think they're hot? Anytime I've seen them, Face to face, I'm always like, you could put all of your DNA and every single gap increase of my body <laughs> and give me every disease. And I would, I'd pray to you for doing oh that. God. Do you know who my celeb is who I don't think is hot? Who? You're one. My celeb, my celeb I don't think my is hot. My personal secret celeb. <laughs> who, but, who other people think is hot and it drives me crazy. Cool. Jude Law isn't hot i mean watch like, old stuff with him in it and P- i watched that movie you, with ethan hawk you need to respect my experience right now genetics Patty, and don't it's so fucked up to be like you haven't seen his old stuff because no. like you need to respect my journey that i've come to i've been actively making a choice to respect people less and respect people's <laughs> decisions less oh, i like his opinions so for me jude law is one who it's like okay you're obviously incredibly hot but you don't make me go Ula tita tuna. <laughs> and yeah. like i'm even hornier i'm much <laughs> Here for someone like Ethan Hawke, who's a little more rough around the edges. I fucking love Ethan Hawke. Oh. I had dinner with his mom once, and she made the meal family style. Wow. <laughs> we, were this, we were at this Indian food restaurant. I guess she knows like a friend of my friend's parents, and we were all eating, and we'd order like, individual meals, and then she dunked into my friend's plate of chicken tikka masala, and I was like, Ethan Hawke's mom just made the meal family style. <laughs> did she keep talking about how she was Ethan Hawke's mom, or did she kind of bury the lead? Which like, no, hey, I'm Sandra, talking- I love crocheting, I'm an avid golfer, and I'm Ethan Hawke's mom. She talked about it. Cool. I respect that more. <laughs> mom, I wanted to hear about it. are the only people that I think have yeah. like free license to brag about totally. like knowing someone famous if their child is famous, because that's a big proud thing I think I put Ethan Hawke in the same bucket as Skeet Ulrich who I'm really attracted to too not like in current day Riverdale but like wow I don't know who that is either he was in Scream in the Craft really like almost almost dangerously sharp cheekbones I've seen both those movies but I don't remember who he was he was a kill I mean spoiler alert he's the killer in Scream Nab's boyfriend who famously takes his virginity which someone recently I don't know if this is a helpful to say, but like basically was like that was rape because he had sex with her under the false pretense of not being a serial killer. And then she lost her virginity to them. And he was like, actually, I am a serial killer and I'm going to oh. try to kill you right now. So he was. Th- I actually I actually do, uh, disagree with that under the <laughs> dynamic of they use that against trans women, too, who are incognito. So oh, wow. I actually think that's transphobic of you to say. <laughs> so I can. I want to. Patty's <laughs> punching Pat in the face. She's punching his face very hard right now. Um, no, I didn't. That someone. <laughs> <They're insane>. <laughs> I didn't say that someone said that to me. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm on board on it. I'm not sure if it matters at this point if Skeet Orch's character was raping. I've come okay. I, I, for real, this is real. I. Uh, I hooked up with someone on Tinder when I like first downloaded Tinder and they were like very boring and like fine but nice and I found out after in a conversation that they genuinely liked the artist Pink and wow. it did feel like violating because <laughs> I, I, I was like I didn't know you were that that kind of person I mentioned Pink in like a 
and I hate to brag, a general meeting in the industry. I like, said yeah, something about huge. pink, and um, <laughs> the person, like the like industry person, I was talking to, was like, "Yeah, I just was at a pink concert. No like, she's way. fucking amazing live." She was, it was like, "Yeah, just floating around the whole theater, like on a <laughs> bungee." I was like, Honey, "I love that." <laughs> how would you describe like pink to someone? An alien comes down, <laughs> and they're like, "What? Who?" Take me to your leader, aka pink. Yeah. So here's the thing. I uh, my. My opinion of Pink is always changing. I think I, I don't like her music. I'll say that I don't like her music. I really mm-hmm. like some of her music. What's her most famous song? Okay, I have. Okay, sorry. It's just like a pair. That's yeah. not the most. Her famous songs are either. <laughs> it's um, so coming out. So you better. That's not her most famous song. That's one that's of them. Sun is a DJ. Right, or Life no. is a dance no. floor. Gonna keep moving. And then it's like. The, the waiter just took my table and gave it a Jessica oh, yeah. Stamp. I'm so a rock like, star. I'm having a shit The one that's like, I had a pill in my soccer coach is no. in my drawer. No, I know what you're talking about. I, know about. I, I actually genuinely love this song. Like, I have like four songs on my phone. This is, is one it? of them. It's like, I'm a hazard to myself. Yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, the, ding. Uh, don't let me get me. me. It's like, uh, Always getting compared to damn Britney Spears. Oh, she is so pretty. That just, just ain't me. me. But it's like she's like <laughs> Doctor Doctor, don't you please prescribe I want to listen to that now. It's so good, but it's like don't let me get me. We were. It's like that BB Rexa song. I <gasps> saw. It. It's called I'm a Mess. I know. My other Pink song that I love is If someone said three years from now. You'd be long gone. I'd okay, she has a lot of songs. Yeah, You're doing is. her justice. But what I, I was know. saying... Was that good real, singing? No. Uh, you guys can't see it, but Pat's on silk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing this into the mic on so, silk. So, but anyways, people do still love pink, and that's important to remember. Yeah. But Patty and I were talking recently. I was saying, I feel like every time I hear like a pop song at the gym, thank you, or in the mall, thank you, um, the lyrics are like oddly specific because, as you know, they've run out of songs. And so I heard this one yesterday by someone who I just learned about named BB Rexa cool and um, very i sound 3000 years old and her song is literally like everything's gonna be okay at least that's what my therapist says i'm a mess i'm a loser you heard it uh i didn't hear it but i just saw that she has a song coming out Baby i only heard you talking about it though like that's what my therapist said and yeah. then i saw that she has a new song called i'm a mess and i was like oh that's that song it is that song because i was literally talking about how there's like we were talking about like the genre of like pop song now. It's like mm-hmm. Halsey that is just like, <laughs> you don't want to get near me. I am a wreck. I am fucked up and I will break your heart, but it will be a mess and it'll be passionate. <laughs> oh my God, Halsey, you look amazing. Yeah. She like, entered the room. Conjured <laughs> her. I like earnestly love chain smokers. Oh Fuck no. you. That is the worst thing you've ever yeah, revealed. That is bad. But I have really basic music tastes. Like, like I just have really basic music. T- anything Ew. that's like when it's like some producer in some <laughs> studio somewhere is like, oh, this scientifically like has to appeal to someone's brain. I'm like, yeah, that's fine enough for me. What is their most famous song? Like, it's I'm like, a pilot. No, it's like <laughs> in the of my rover, rover thing. Oh my god, yeah. I heard a song. So yesterday I was listening to like a pop playlist on my run. Thank you, because I was like, I need to know like, what's going on. And the lyrics were like. I still live at mom's house. It's okay. I'm gonna party anywhere. I'm like, this is the song the millennial generation has been screaming for. Um, wait, so I do want to talk. Wait, I do want to talk a bit about boy sex, fucking, dating, and love. Okay, yeah. So, well, Patty, why don't you share your crush of the week? Yeah, what's your crush of the week? I actually have 
um, made an active choice to uh, uh, suppress or repress my being boy crazy. Tell us about that. Yeah, because I just, I mean, I told you guys this. I was looking at, I was showing someone like a funny account on Instagram. And when you (laughs) go on Instagram uh, and you hit search to look up like an account, it was like a cockatoo account or like a doll account that I was going to show. (laughs) It shows all your like recent searches and like the past seven were just like guys that I have crushes on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm like boy crazy right now. I struggle with that. I need to like, I need to like focus on something else because I think being boy crazy also makes you like depressed Mm -hmm. in a way if it's just all like speculation and because I'm bad at like activating crushes. So it's like I should just like focus on other stuff like washing myself and (laughs) every other day getting (laughs) from place to place. Going outside. Wow. Yeah, I should do that. I at all times have like a cork board with like yarn attached to it. Like <laughs> yeah. connecting all my crushes. Like they're all connected. All they my are crushes all... are connected somehow. By, by you. By me, yeah. Instagram I mean, knows who you're into. It's very scary. Yeah, I do but, crazy shit on Instagram. So Patty, kind of tell us like what's your whole deal right now? Like you're single, you're looking, but now you're focusing on yourself. I'm single mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, I'm looking, mm-hmm, for but love. I'm not looking. She's letting it happen. I'm dating. To her. I've been on. I'm on Tinder. Are you good at dating? And, uh, I think I'm a lot better now. Um, I think I yeah, but I definitely like it is just like job. It's I mean it's as or if um, I think more emotionally taxing than like job interviews are like having to like sell yourself a bunch and then because you like will read and you obviously like if you're optimistic you want things to go well and so you project that onto another person. I always think that before you go on a like a date, like especially on an app, like a Tinder date, it's always good to like talk to the person on the phone first. Yes. Because I found in the past that like I've texted with people or like messaged people that I'm like, they're so funny through text. But it's like you read that you read their text how you want to hear them Mm -hmm. 100%. And then like talking to them in person, they're just like so dull and like dry and not in not a good way. So like definitely talking on the phone with people before I meet with them has like helped me understand like if your rhythms are your like speech rhythms like if you're compatible because some people like aren't warm Mm, and some people are okay with that but like I'm like oh this person is like not giving me a lot yes in like the conversation dynamic so it's like I'm glad that I talked to this person beforehand and figured out that we probably don't have a lot of chemistry that way yeah I sorry go well, also, one time I was going to go on a Tinder date with this really tall, hot guy. And then when I showed up, he had the craziest voice. He's like, hello. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, so someone with a crazy voice, I resent that. Okay, sorry. Because probably, there's probably everyone I've ever been on a date on is probably on, on their podcast somewhere being like, one time I went out with this twink and it was like great on, <laughs> great on Tinder. And then his voice was cuckoo. Yeah, cuckoo. Um, so I think being tall is also not a. Not a parameter. I think more often than not, being tall will make the date bad. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of guys uh, that hinge. Mm -hmm. Their personality hinges on them being tall romantically. They rest on their laurels. Yeah. 
I, I met the tallest woman of my life this week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she was so tall. I loved it. It was so it was so good for women in general to have someone up there really Finally, tall. Finally, a tall like, person. And you could tell she was like walking through the gate and leaving it open. So I think now more women will start being very, very tall. <laughs> but um, I think I'm the opposite. Like, I think I'm funny over... T- I think I absolutely slay over text. Uh-huh. And then when I meet you in person, I'm like, I have actually nothing to say. And I default. I get like immediately conversationally nervous in one-on-one situations. And just start like either like asking like so many questions mm-hmm. like as soon as they stop talking asking their questions think if there's like a moment of silence it's my fault. But that's not because you're boring in person. That's just how you are when you're nervous. Yeah, and then I start dragging my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a friend date last night um, with someone I absolutely adore. But we, uh, I started asking him all these questions about his boyfriend, and he finally he was just like. Do you want to like hang out with my boyfriend instead? I was just, I was, I just wanted to know. Was it Ned? I was Ned. Yeah. Do you love Ned? We're obsessed with Ned. We're obsessed with Ned and his amazing and boyfriend. We're obsessed Ethan. with his boyfriend who I once ran to. Do you know Ned recently? Yeah, he's ugly, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's really ugly. <laughs> yeah, but that's made his personality so good. It's really, really fun to hang out with. Being fucking ass ugly like Ned is like going to the gym for your personality. Like it makes it slay. It's so. incredible because he probably won't listen to this and then this will just exist. That's dragging him as a hilarious joke. <laughs> I met his boyfriend once on the street. I will never stop talking about it. Incredible. Um, but I'm jealous that you guys went on a friend date. It was really fun. You know how I feel about you talking to other gay men. I know. <laughs> Similarly, don't ever talk to anyone but me. <laughs> I, won't, I will not. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, Kath, who's your crush of the week? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, It's a lifelong crush. I've had it for a while, and it's only gotten riper with age. Hugh Grant. Oh, no. Okay. no. I got oh, no. no. yeah, a fucking girl's no. girl. To, uh, oh not a fucking God. girl's girl. To, um, what's her name? Elizabeth Hurley. You need to fucking stand Elizabeth Hurley. What happened Hurley? with Elizabeth? Who is no. Elizabeth Hurley? Wow, you're humiliating yourself right now. Okay. <laughs> he is like, oh, he's like albacore tuna in like olive oil. Uh, obsessed. Like, just drown me. Awful. <laughs> drown me, drown me that. in that olive oil. Hugh Grant. I want an Infinity Wars, but with Hugh Grant movies. <laughs> Hugh Grant, I don't get at all. Like, I think <laughs> the Hugh Grant characters. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Grant, famous. I, I always say famously, but famously, like, was married to Elizabeth Hurley, famous, large-breasted British woman. And pulling she, up her tube top. <laughs> yeah, like I would jerk off to Elizabeth Hurley pulling up her tube top. Does it really make you top. horny, like a woman with big boots pulling up her tube top? I don't know. It's hard to Sexuality's say. Sexuality is complex. Yeah, it's hard to say if that makes me horny, but it's something that I'm definitely compelled by. Okay, go on. Okay, anyways, so he was married to this gorgeous woman and like was caught in a car getting a blowjob by a prostitute named I think Divine Brown. Obsessed. I, like, he was like, oops, sorry. And I think like she wasn't a traditionally attractive, I think that she was a traditionally attractive prostitute. Yeah, okay, I, I love her. That was I the great her. irony is like, oh wow, like. Well, Elizabeth Hurley famously was horrific for a long time, right? Was she? She like, she was just like, Saying all that horrible shit. And Did she? she? Said, what yeah. kind of? I get in so much trouble because she said that if she was ever Marilyn Monroe size, she would kill herself. <gasps> if she was ever as big. Seconded. <laughs> that was like a huge thing. That like wow. a, was Wait, like, that's amazing. Attention. like a size four. In an interview, you can't, you can't say I. Everyone I like, I just like don't do enough homework on people. So I'm like, oh my god, star quality. I love her. And then like <laughs> I was at a show once, and I was like, I was at, getting asked for my takes about different like stars. And uh, who was the one? The one who was in the Duff. It was, it's called like um, 
dumb, Duffy? Dumb, ugly, fat oh, friend. The, oh, the amazing film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, oh. Mae Whitman? The singer, Duffy. Yeah, I forget her name. But she's a singer, too, but not, not Duffy. I know who you mean. <laughs> oh, my God, She's Duffy. like, don't you release me. Come back on you for mercy. For mercy. I'm going to go ahead on record and say this is our most musical episode in history. I have sang three <laughs> Pink songs. Fatty sang. It's just like a pill. <laughs> who is in the Duff? A pop star. It, it was, um, she also does, she, oh, it's the one who's like, um, Haley Steinfeld. Oh. Haley Steinfeld. I was asked like how I felt about her, and I was like, no, no, it's I love her. And then they're like, do you know that she's an avid Trump supporter? And yeah. it's like cuckoo about that on set. And I was like, okay, cool. This is gotcha journalism. Now I have to like back <laughs> up. But whatever. I do my best I can with what I have. She loves me, right? That's her song. Yeah, she has that song no, about it's masturbation. Like, I love me. Yeah. And she says it's not about masturbation. I choose to listen to it as just like um, believing in yourself. I listen to it when I run sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think about jerking off when I listen to it. Awesome. I just want to quickly like ask our <laughs> guests, like when it comes to boys, sex, fucking dating and love, just really quickly, who were you, who are you and who do you want to be? I, I was, um, I was, uh, someone who was very, uh, very meek, mm. very, uh, very like desexualized in a way. Secretly very horny all the time. Mm. Same. Um, but now I am someone who is more forward. Um, more forward, not as horny, still horny, sad, mm. bored, but more confident. In the future, I want to be... Um, I want to be... Six five, mm-hmm. ninety pounds, yes. and it's happening. Huge Women are getting tall tits. now. <sighs> yeah, um, and uh, just like in, in, an incredible matte lip. Oh and, my god! Patty gave me a matte lip at lunch. Wait, Do you like it? I'm so embarrassed. What's a matte lip? <laughs> it's that. It's so a lipstick without it. Um, it's matte <laughs> lipstick. Oh, cool! Lipstick without shine. It's it's a Matthew Broderick lip. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> go go. Gadget. <laughs> What's that movie? Oh, Inspector Gadget. Uh, Gadget. Inspector. Is that the song? Yeah. And then there. Is that a cover? <laughs> I just started watching the craziest rom com. I'm obsessed with rom coms, and I'll always go. But I've seen so many of them, so I'm always trying to find new ones. And there's just one I saw on. It's like on the HBO movies website, and it's Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan. Matthew Broderick is a scientist whose wife who's in a small town and his, his wife leaves him to go to the big city because they've only been with each other their whole lives. He goes to follow her and is like squatting in this warehouse to spy on his wife when Meg Ryan like rolls up. She's like this rock punk girl and she's like, <laughs> your wife is so crazy. Your wife is with my ex. Let's spy on them together. And then like Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan fall in love. Okay. I haven't, that sounds honestly really good. I it's love like rom coms. I am. Um, I haven't seen Meg Ryan like association mm-hmm. that like it like honestly was triggering. <laughs> like I like I, in eighth grade we had like subjects we had to go to like classes, but we'd have like there was one special you had to go to every single morning for like a quarter, and then it, it was like library, computers, art, music, and so in eighth grade like my first quarter was library, so library was the only um sc- uh, the only room in the school with a TV, and um so like 
And my teacher was this like older than salt woman named Miss Glidden, and she loved fucking loved the movie You've Got Mail. And <laughs> so for library, she would just start You've Got Mail, and we would watch like thirty five minutes of it, and then we had the last five minutes like pick out a book, and the next day we would pick up where we left off on You've Got Mail, and then she would start it over again. <laughs> and so we just like watched so much You've Got Mail. And then one day, um, we're sitting there, we're in our class, we're on Long Island, and like. All of a sudden, we're watching You've Got Mail. The phone rings. She like answers it, and she's like, "What?" And then she goes over and turns the channel, and we're and it's just nine eleven. Like it was just oh news God. coverage. Yeah, it was bonkers. And so now, like You've Got Mail, always makes me think of like being an eighth grader. Like people's people in the class had like dads. So she just like turned it on. Yeah, and didn't explain anything. I we in elementary school we uh, we watched nine eleven footage in on a TV on a cart in the library. Yeah, why don't they, they show it? We, went, we had to Where go to the library from? and they rolled Ohio and then they rolled in a TV on the big car. Mm-hmm. We a huge TV. <laughs> That's huge so guess. How do you know I have it? a song about Yeah. yeah. It's called, called the, the September, September issue. issue. It's about Vogue's it was inspired by Vogue September issue. But it's where we what we were wearing when the towers fell. Wow. And, I went, we got called down. <laughs> Sounds so bad. <laughs> we got called down to the, my, I went to the small like, Catholic elementary school that just didn't know how to handle like any, we got like called down to the gym. Like it was like a gymnasium, like it was up there was a basketball court and everyone like sat in the gym and like everyone who's, dad worked there had to sit in the oh, circle in the middle of the circle. That's <laughs> so just awful. Sat there. Yeah, it was really wild. But <sighs> anyways. That's really sad. It's so bleak. It's <laughs> so bleak. Anyways, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, yeah. love, yeah. I do think I, in in terms of the question about who I want to be in the future, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be someone who's like, like fully, fully secure. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. I feel like uh, uh, a lot of times I just feel like I tell I tell myself no more than other people tell me no. So I like, I miss out on stuff because I'm like, that's not for me or like that person doesn't like me. And then I find out later they're like, oh, that person like liked you, but they thought you hated them because you were so cold to them. Yeah. Because you didn't want to seem too, too into them. And yeah. And now they're fucking president of the United States. (laughs) Yeah. You and Donald have a long history. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I relate to that. I want to be the kind of person that like, if I, I don't, that doesn't automatically like someone just because I'm not sure if they like me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll decide I don't like someone, and then I'll find out that they're, like, not that into me anymore, and then I'll be like, mm, I'm actually in love. If you even whisper that you have a mild interest in me, I will lay down my life for you. Yeah. I'm kind of opposite of that. If I like, know someone likes me, I'm like, all right, like, um, how about someone who hates me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that instead? I've been feeling... I remember when I was on Tinder, like I would, I wouldn't want. I'd look at the people in their profile pictures, and I would say, I would see them through a through a mother's eyes, and I would say, I would get emotional thinking about it. I'm saying, this person is so beautiful. This person thinks they look. This is they think they look really good. They're proud of this photo. Like they're putting themselves out there. Like I actually feel emotional thinking. About, they're like, this is me, and I'm proud of this, and I'm putting it out there because I want to find love. And then I, I wouldn't be drawn to them because of that, and I would instead be if they had like a friend in a photo, I'd be like. Gosh, wonder what that friend's deal is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, psycho. I don't do Tinder. I wonder if I should. 
I recently deleted Grinder because it was making me feel disgusting about myself. My thing with the apps is that there's no chemistry, so it's not fun. But for me, there's not chemistry anyways. No. <laughs> no in person, there's never chemistry. Come on. When you have a crush and you feel like your whole life has changed because they looked at you. That's what I feel like. But then when I when, we, when we're like when it comes to brass tacks, we're like sitting down at a table, like it's like it's never fun. I'm always I've, I've never like had a one on one conversation with like someone that in a romantic setting that's been enjoyable like yeah. ever and i've like come to accept it like whoever my spouse man or woman end up will be whether it's a man or a woman in a tube top <laughs> like we will never have an enjoyable one-on-one conversation because i'm incapable of having that with someone i feel romantic attraction for i mean i think if i think if someone if you had like an okay time with someone i think it's deserving of a second date or even not like if it's egregiously bad obviously uh like if someone physically hurts you or something on the date, then you don't go on a second date. But I do think about unless like they're a really lot of cute. like unless they're tall, <laughs> unless they're tall. I, I like an inch taller than you. Yes. Um, I I think that like I think about there's a lot of people who are like my best friends now. Who when I first met them, I was like I don't feel like this person likes me at all, and like our chemistry is like wrong. And then, but when you first meet people. It's like when you first meet someone platonically, like as a friend, there's all these factors that go into it of like, oh, does this person like me? This person doesn't like me. But then that like when your romantic like ego becomes involved, that's exploded Mm. like exponentially. And I think that like, I mean, people who meet naturally as friends and then it like unfurls into romance. I think that's like because you get to a point where you're able to like release all the layers of your hesitation right all the notes that you're telling yourself i get that way with friends but there's so many people that i've met that i'm now such close friends with that like when we first met i was like it's we just don't have a we have like a weird energy and it's like oh like it's not easy or natural and then like that will melt and then something will click and then all of a sudden it's like i'm the most obnoxiously like overbearing like friend and like with when we get so close but some, but my my experience ex, my exclusively my experience in romance <laughs> is like I'll find out someone like maybe is into me I'll realize I'm like into them too I'll think they're really hot well like it'll all build up we'll start hanging out it'll feel like nails on like a chalkboard and I like I'm like what do I say that like I I don't like when it's a one on one conversation you have to keep thinking of new things to say and then like um and then it just never starts to feel easy and then like as soon as I start getting into it the person's like disappears. Mm. I see I think the the thing is is that you don't have to keep thinking of new things to say. I think that is the that is the the burden of like an anxious intelligent person is like I mean I think I feel that way too. I'm always like okay, I got to keep the conversation moving and blah blah blah. And I don't really think you do. I think it's like I think being a comedian there's a lot of like like neat like not wanting to sit in like silence yeah. or not wanting wanting to fill the space but i think for people who aren't comedians it's like more natural to like just like sit and like like digest something <laughs> someone else said and like give a thoughtful answer yeah i've just actively been trying to like listen more and be speak earnestly I think where I get when I get like stopped up is when I'm like trying to think of a joke to like yeah. impress someone mm-hmm. or like be funny. If and I'm not then, currently making you laugh, I'm like 
there's no reason to talk to me. Now, That's let hard. me ask, was what inspired this change in you? Was it post Nanette or was it before that? Post Nanette. Uh, <laughs> I'm the serious, world, you were talking about it. Nanette world. Uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I feel like I've just, um, I think in college, I was, when I like started doing improv comedy, I was yes. just, bl- yes, let's give a big scream. <laughs> <laughs> My For top vocation. is off. <laughs> um, I, I just felt like I was, there were like friendships that I had in college that I think were fully alienated by, alienated by and formed by the fact that I was just doing bits all the time. Right. Like there were people that I was just Every time I saw them, I was like in a character and they were also like being like, oh, my God, you fucking ugly bitch. And like it was always that. Like, oh, you're so fucking fat and ugly. Like just like that's a conversation we had under the pretense that like, oh, we're having fun. We're making jokes. But then I was like, oh, I don't know if this person has like brothers or sisters like years into the relationship. I just know they're fat and ugly and stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then like I was like, oh, and but also having friendships with people that deteriorated because I think I was just exhausting to be around to like always be making as many jokes. And I make a lot of jokes now. So it was you much do, worse. Yeah. It was much worse. Wow. That sounds unbearable. I love your it jokes. sucked. Uh, so in the, it's been since I've moved to New York, I think I've I just feel like I, I have trouble being. And I took going to therapy too. I'm going to go to therapy. I one started day. therapy. I just got on Medicaid. Yeah, you got to do it. I got it's rejected amazing. from a therapy place. They were like, we don't think that we. Like, oh, yeah. They were like, we don't want to feel like we're passing you off, but you're definitely dealing with a lot of issues right now, and we think that you should go somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, okay, this was amazing, even just to connect on this level. So <laughs> That's, it's, it really sounds like you went to like a milk bar. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like oh you went to seconds on that milk bar. Uh, no, we soak the cornflakes in the milk. <laughs> I don't know what about so your issues. Like, okay, yeah, can yeah. we talk about my body issues? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I I'm not there yet. I like it if if. I have to constantly remind myself if there's a silence, I'm like, this isn't my fault. This isn't their fault. It's both of our faults. But it's still like, whose fault? It's not like it's okay. It's like, it's fine that no one's talking. I think I've gotten more anxious with age and more insecure and, and worse as a person. You should have you should have seen how sane I was in my early 20s. It was crazy. It was almost boring. I do think there was this thing like before I went to college, I was like, awesome i'm 17 years old i know everything about myself i know what i like i know what i don't like i'm ready to fall in love i'm never gonna change and then like um that's yeah that's true i never changed <laughs> i was like i love andrew bird i love catcher in the rye i only like watching movies with john cusack <laughs> i actually really do like catcher in the rye i don't like when people drag it just because it's basic Moment of silence. I actually don't remember what it's about. It's amazing. It's about like being, I don't know. Sad, I'm not gonna, I, I refuse to be like, this is what Country the Rise is about. I refuse to be like that on a podcast. What about off the air? That way. Off the air, we'll talk about it. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if you you guys can't see this, but Paz actually sit, sitting on a stack of thirteen copies of Catcher in the Rye. He's towering above us, and it's so he can reach his silks. They're all signed. Yeah, <laughs> I need something to get up on my silks. Yeah, I have a tattoo, lower back tattoo. Okay, it says cool. JD Salinger is a feminist. <laughs> like I love that. And you said Wait, you you shared with so your I tattoo. It says um, I forget what I was neurotic and lazy. Neurotic. And, I, I'm worried that my yeah. I'm worried that my representation thinks I'm neurotic and lazy. And so I did get that lower back. And because that they're right. And I do have that lower back tattoo. I love that. 
Wait, what was I just going to say? Oh, it's about tattoos. I had the biggest, biggest crush on this tattoo artist recently. Mm-hmm. And it's like something about his like energy. And I've been obsessed with him for like someone three... Someone you met or someone you saw online? Someone I met. I don't I don't go online that much for I, my crushes. I, I have too many crushes in the world around me. Like, one thing I don't need to do is like to inter- access the web to find more crushes. Like, I can't there. I can't There's a lot. walk down a street without getting it. I know. So this one guy like met, he's... I'm like... I've had an on and off again obsession with him for three years. I've known like very little about him and I ke- and I keep finding out little bits more about him. And I know he does tattoos. He's like almost covered in tattoos, which isn't like necessarily my type, like um, but but I'm drawn to it. And like he's kind of like polarizing and like a lightning rod for controversy, which I find very attractive. And like mm-hmm. um but but I found him on Insta. He does so many tattoos that are just um dicks like he'll do lots of tattoos that are like it'll be like a cowboy like about to get fucked by a policeman and there's like another guy helping the dick in and then like he's <laughs> he's sucking his dick it's like someone wants that tattooed a, on them he has a t- he tattooed that on someone else he has a tattoo of two guys fucking doggy style on his shoulder and i'm just like oh it would be hard to bring you to like a fam pool party maybe that's fucking but crazy I but i support that i'm like maybe i'm like can we get past it like would you t- would you date someone that had two guys fucking doggy style on their shoulder in today's world uh, you know there's people who have that tattoo and they get they get judged on the same moral scale as like someone who like didn't vote or voted for Donald Trump. Right. And it's like those people who don't have tattoos get to go to the pool party. I know you're right. And just like have moral high ground for some reason. Yeah. But the guy who has like a really interesting, funny tattoo of a subversive relationship. <laughs> right. Exactly. Pl- that's a political tattoo. <laughs> I know. Tattoo. I, still, I am drawn to it still. And then I wonder like, would I get a tattoo? The ever? way you just said pool, the pool party, it made it, like saying like a metaphor for heaven. <laughs> now do they get to go to the pool party? <laughs> there is no pool in heaven. Some, no one should, some of the worst memories of my entire life are at pool parties. Duh. I remember being uh, being <laughs> in like third grade and being at uh, Tyler Smith's birthday party at the uh, Circleville City Pool and Tyler Smith's mom um, being like, Wait, why are you swimming with a shirt on? <gasps> oh my god! No. And I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Take off your shirt. Take off your shirt to swim." Oh, and I was that's like, not a real mom. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I was like, oh, I don't want to." And she was like, "Oh, because you're self-conscious." No, are you serious? You must be self-conscious. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And then we had amazing sex right there, <laughs> right there in the three-foot marker. Is that what that cocktail sex on the pool is about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, wait, that, that scene in eighth grade is so real. I know. Like the, Have the, we the, all seen Bo Burnham's eighth grade? No, I haven't yes. seen it. Oh, it I want to see it. Okay, I'm standing it publicly. Bo, if you are listening to this, I would love to be your life partner. <laughs> <laughs> I so very hot. Loved movie. you since I was a teen. Okay. There, it was a moment where a kid was in a pool at a pool party with a Doritos bag, and I just felt like very incredible. seen by that moment. Yeah, It's an incredible movie, Run, Don't Walk. Yeah, exactly. And that actress, Elsie Fisher, is her name? Okay, I didn't know that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what she does next. I love that mean kid, too. The Which mean, one? The hot kid. The boy? Yeah. Yeah, that is really funny. Is that okay to say? That you think that's that hot boy? I don't think he's hot, but in, in canon, he's presented as a hot Well, uh, did you watch movies as a kid where there's other kids in the show that are hot, and you look back on it now, and you're like, they're still hot to me, even though they're children? Kind of. Not like, I always... The, was... the right answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer is no I've matured like Gordo Gordo <laughs> no uh, no I'm you're kidding. not allowed okay cool uh, Gordo I, could a, fucking a, put his whole forearm in me <laughs> his whole 10 year old forearm in you me. know who could put their forearm in me who 
DJ's Tanner's boyfriend Steve from that, yes, from that Steve. time was oh, like Steve. <laughs> yeah, that that like dialect. Mm. He looks like Steven from Laguna Beach. Yeah, Ish. they have that sort of ruddy cheek thing. Well, they're both like tan and dark hair. Oh, and you know who else? You know who and else? The ruddy cheek thing. I don't know ruddy cheek. You know Am who, I wrong? I don't know what that means either. But okay, I'm like, I have to go actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know who? But I didn't even know what a matte lip was. So. Am I to be trusted? Um, no. But no, you know who else could have fucking destroyed me when I was eight? <laughs> Is um, Mary Camden's boyfriend who had a child in um, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. When I see your happy faces, smiling back at me. Seventh Heaven. You know I know never failing in the local family. Where can you go? When the world don't treat you right. Oh, um, man. That, th- that television show, I am Beverly Mitchell in that Is show. that about <laughs> a pastor's children? Wait, is that is she, yeah. the, is she the mom? She's the middle. No, she's the middle. Oh, Are you the mom? No, the mom was in Child's Play. Oh. oh. I always thought that was like a, a relief. That like helped me get over my phobia of Chucky was the fact that oh the mom God. in Child's Play was also that mom is uh, great. the mom. In, she was I've never doing seen great Child's work. Play. I, never, I recently watched Leprechaun for the first time. <laughs> Leprechaun um, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. pre-nose job. It was the only job. movie she did oh God, before her nose job. It's about like a leprechaun that kills people. But I thought it might be like legitimate scary. It's this horror movie. It was popular in the 90s. Like yeah. It kind of it was gave a, Jen Ann her start. A popular but, franchise. But and it just now wasn't to very think good. that that woman... Is the voice Drink of smart water is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it is wild. What is y'all's bottled water of choice? Um, I don't drink a lot of bottled water. I don't drink I, a lot of I'm bottled like, water either. I really? spend an obscene amount of money on bottled water. You always have like a huge bottle. I go either, Evian's my favorite. We've talked about this, <laughs> our producer Joe. And um, to borrow a term from the LCU, Life Filters <laughs> Universe. Second choice, Fiji. Um, third choice would be a Poland Spring. And then fourth choice would be, I'm from Texas, the classic Southern water, Ozarka. I get so fucking... Ozarka. I get so weirded out. Ozarka. By... Okay, I... Catherine, that sucks. <laughs> Ozarka. <laughs> that really sucks. Like seek treatment. Seven, seven. If you spend as much money on bottled water as I do, you need to seek treatment. And if you're from Texas and you drink Ozark, it's why don't you get seek treatment? Key, why don't you get a canteen? Because you can't throw away a canteen when you're sick of it. And honestly, fuck the environment. But you could get like a can, <laughs> like a can, uh, a f- fancy looking canteen that like uh, has like a design on it that you. It like. stresses me out when I have to hold something. <laughs> no, you know what made me pissed off? I used <laughs> good point. She says. Know. Speaking of speaking of trashing the environment, I used to yeah. I a couple years I got really into this like um face soap um this like with mor- the beads. morning burst it had bursting yeah. bubbles that um woke up your face clean skin. clear and under control and then they fucking stopped carrying it because like people were saying yeah. like the bubbles were bad for the environment and I was like fuck libtards you know what I mean <laughs> and, <laughs> your skin, and your skin tone has been so uneven ever since it's been really insane there's but, actually microbeads coming out of your skin now <laughs> yeah your body makes them Fiji <laughs> water freaks me the fuck out War- you say water no I don't but my hi- I, I've said this before I had a and I brought it up earlier in this conversation, a really hot, straight Philadelphia college roommate. And he said, like, water. He'd be like, yo, where's my water? And sometimes I will aspirationally slip into a Philadelphia accent. Wow, just what is a Philadelphia hot. accent? Water. Water. Like, yo, like, yo, come on, man. Like, That's Philadelphia? It's like Philadelphia, Baltimore, Delaware. Oh. Arizona, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana. Anyone? No. Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan. Anyways, I think that um that was great. 
Ozarka. Yeah, so Ozarka water. Um, <laughs> do you think, do, do you think, Wait, did you guys notice that my eyes just went into my mouth? <laughs> my eyeballs. Oh my they god, dropped gross. out of yeah. Catherine's <laughs> eyes dropped into her uh, her mouth. Mm-hmm. They dropped out of the socket into the cave of her mouth, and then she swallowed them. Mm, protein. It's I've somewhat. been tasked with making deviled eggs this afternoon. What was that? What was the song that you just sang? What song? <laughs> Oh, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? That is the 50 States song. And you made to um, is, are they By B.B. Rexa? By B.B. Rexa. <laughs> no, I think I was in the fourth grade. Everyone learned it to memorize the States. Maybe younger. I don't remember. I never. You guys did didn't have a 50 States song? No. We had a pr- we had a monomic for the presidents. And it was like Wadjamadj, Fairy Harry, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, That's Arthur, corny. Cleveland. Because it's Wadjamadj. It's Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Adams again? <gasps> no. Wait, I had this dream Where? last night. Monroe. Okay, I have to talk about something really quick. Uh, producer Joe Cilio is saying Monroe. Producer Joe Cilio. The pre- Wadjum. The M is for Monroe. Don't care or match. Don't know. Don't care. Last night. I had this dream that I was working for a political campaign. Congrats. And I had this tiny piece of red fabric. And if I sat on it sideways, I could fly around the room on it. <laughs> and then I said something like embarrassing. And they were like, okay, I can't believe I, this doesn't make sense anymore that I'm saying it out loud. But they were like, why don't you know what you're talking about? And I'm like, growing up, men made me think I didn't need to learn about politics. So I never <laughs> learned about politics. I'm like having a stroke. Like it's made sense in my head. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, is this even being recorded? You know, I want to die. I think it's important to talk about. It. <laughs> I was just like, I had this dream where I was like, so yeah, I don't know about politics, and everyone was like clapping. And, like, <laughs> and you got on your silk and flew away like pink in concert. Yes, and y'all just like up here. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't sleep well last night because I had Ben and Jerry's ice cream at midnight. I had enlightened last night. I've had a really bad. I've had a couple of really bad eating days, but this What's isn't enlightened? an odd. Oh, it's like a um, poor man's Halo top, but it costs the same price. So it's like a just regular man's Halo man's. top. But I've been going to Blink Fitness for 20 days now, and I can see real changes in my body. I see the results. I yeah. think you look great. That's and fucked you look up. Happy. Thank you. You look happy and aloof. Do you know what? Whenever you're being fucked up and crazy about eating and like your body and stuff, people will be like, oh my God. Like if you're like, I'm cutting out this kind of food, like I don't want to eat it. People will be like, oh my God, that's so bad. You look beautiful. But if you're like, I just want to feel better. Then they're like, oh my God, you need to do that. Yeah. It's crazy. I was telling Catherine, we got dinner yesterday and I was telling her that I was bulimic for six years and the most compliments I ever got when I was like, was when I was like at the dangerous peak, like the lowest oh I've God. ever weighed. Mm-hmm. People were like, you look fucking incredible. <laughs> and my doctor's like, you have to stop this now or you're going to die. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the compliments are going to stop. This sucks. And they have. And they yeah, have Yeah, the stopped. compliments have really stopped. As someone who's oscillated between... 30 pounds heavier than I am now and like 15 pounds lighter than I am now. People are nicer to you when you are skinny. They treat you better and more people talk to you. That's just true. More people talk to you and you get right into clubs. Mm -hmm. The front of the line, you're on the, Mm -hmm. your name gets on the list. Your name is on the list when you walk up. It like writes itself like a Harry Potter (laughs) spell. (laughs) Wingardium Club Day. Um, (laughs) Me and Patty went to maybe the worst club in the country. We were at at this, we were in San Francisco. Okay, so you guys were at Clusterfest for (laughs) sure. um, Like it was like late, like everyone was going home. Like San Francisco itself was like shutting down and there was like rumors of a second location and no one was going to it. But me and Patty weren't done our night yet. 
Yeah. And so us and Joke and Booster were like, we're going to go and check it out. And like, if it's bad, like, we're going to go home. We got there and it was like, obviously really bad. And like, Joe was like, okay, we're like, okay, we're all going home. Oh, like, if there's a cover, we're going Famously, home. Famously, a, a $20 cover? It was a $20 cover, I think. And then like, and then Joel got in his cab and we were both calling Ubers and we're like, wait, I want to have fun. Aww. And then we went, we paid $20. It was sticky. We paid $20 to get in. No one there was either gay or straight. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> it was like, everyone was just they fully. Were, it was like Jersey Shore extras but like asexual but also like horny and also like everyone was coked up there was no alcohol served. they weren't serving because they stopped serving alcohol after two it was like only coke now and we again we paid twenty dollars <laughs> to get in they did he was like i can give you a seltzer the seltzer was five dollars <laughs> no for a soda water it was so bad I and mean, we just stayed there for like a bit people it was kind of a place where people had like huge shoulder muscles but also like their shirt was all ripped up on purpose but also <laughs> they were like and like everyone seemed on molly and like people yeah. in the early 20s people were dancing on the ground on all fours like in crab walk position like oh there were like God. guys like on the ground in crab walk and the <laughs> yeah. girls were like on their on their laps and like it was so that, fun. i actually have i did once go to a club in cabo okay L-O-L, and there was literally like Fest. this woman who was just like i'll never forget like, <laughs> like her like arms like she was on her arms were on the floor and her legs were like above her head and she was just like fucking the air and this guy I love, was, like, I love that. was standing near being like oh damn and like it was Wait, amazing i have a who were who were you who are you now who will you want to be i have a i have a who do i want to be like that deals with that's this. allowed i, I want to <laughs> be one of those people that can go to a space irl where it's like like that where people are crab walking people are fucking the air and like kind of just be like one of those people like who's just like there by myself like dancing a little bit someone yes. comes up to me we, I, we make eye contact it's no big deal we like start grinding we start hooking up we do whatever we like I want to be one of those people that can go to a space like that and not just be like like need to be surrounded by friends or like yeah. judging I have a question have you guys ever like been on the dance floor dancing made eye contact with a stranger and then like started dancing with them yeah I did I did once this guy I went to like a, one of the straightest bars of my life Amity Hall and where is that it's like by it's, like it's, it's by like I don't know it's by that like Christopher Kips Street Bay. you know it's like, <laughs> it's like that it's like Chris Bay people come there for Friday yeah, nights yeah, yeah. and it was like this dance floor after an improv show uh-huh. and there was no I just assumed there was no gay people there and then this like really hot guy we just started dancing and hooking up and then we like hooked up like three times and he gave me I right, truly we had one one of the times we hooked up it was like just a normal, like truly normal hookup. I woke up the next morning. It looked like someone had just like beaten the shit out of my neck. Like <laughs> my I guess God. they were hickeys, but it was like in like my whole neck was like it, it looked like Nicole Kidman in um what's it called Big Little Lies. Like oh, I looked at, my and God. I had and I had a interview the next morning at Tavern on the Green, a space I would be fired from after three days of work. And I um <laughs> and I went and I like, talked to my roommate. I was like, look at my I might have to go to a job interview right now. And she's like, that's honestly fine because it doesn't look like you have hickeys. It looks like you gotten a motorcycle accident oh, <laughs> I was like, okay God. whatever and then like me and that kid would like text sometimes and then like he st- he like i remember it ended because he facebook messaged me and was like hey what are you up to tonight and i was like honestly you're really giving me anxiety by keeping asking me questions and he's like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that and i was like yeah well and then but now i sometimes still look him up on facebook i'm like he was really hot i wish i like oh let it go oh yeah okay but you have to be honest with your feelings yeah and i my feelings are that he's really hot and maybe i was being psycho yeah <laughs> One time I met this guy in Edinburgh on the dance floor and we hooked up. And then uh, a few years later, he messaged me on Facebook. I'm going to wear your face to my birthday party. I love that. Don't you love that for me? That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's did, really did chill. Did you go? 
Well, he lives in Scotland, oh, so oh. I mailed him my face okay. so he could wear it to yeah. my birthday party. Yeah. I Wait, gave him a place. That's really cool because I asked to wear your face to my friend's wedding and you wouldn't let me wear your wow. face. I, I can't believe you're bringing that up on air. Well, you always stain shit, Patty. Mm-hmm. You always stain shit. I true, uh, truly, uh, <laughs> recent, recently, uh, I was, someone let me borrow, a, Greta Teitelman, let me borrow a pair of her shorts and they were, uh, uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier kids wow. shorts and that's so crazy I busted the button cl- at wearing them for an hour I busted <laughs> I love the button that. oh no I'm sorry sorry for that and I- then I brought them back and I was like sorry I realized we I forgot to do our segment so are, are you hot right now oh yeah wait we have to do that am really I hot quickly? right now yeah so, but you know, sometimes you feel like really really hot and then like some- warm no like sexually attract and sometimes you don't it is it is such a radical uh radical flipping of the hourglass like how i feel about my my confidence and it feels like someone is just like twisting totally it's like mirror to mirror i well i have body dysmorphia like Same. hard body dysmorphia and uh it's it real like some days i'll be like getting ready and i'll like this is a thing this is i think this works with like you know any creative thing too is like i think if you take you need to take time away from like looking at yourself uh-huh. i think if you become like obsessed with it with like the whole body dysmorphia like those mechanisms then you look at yourself for song you can't tell what you look like anymore and um taking like it's always like if i take time away and i'm like just like don't worry about what you look like for a while and then i come back i'm like oh i like the way I like the way I look today. But then if I like look at it for more than 10 minutes, I'm I'm like, I start to find stuff. And then by the time I leave, I'm like, oh. right. I don't want to leave. So right so, now in this moment, do you feel, where I, are you I on the I feel okay. I felt, I felt very, I felt very attractive like, like two days ago. Mm-hmm. I had like a good day. Yeah, that's great. And then, but some days I feel very like, most of the days it's, it will change multiple times within the course of the day. Yeah, same. So sometimes angles are just big for me. I feel, right now I feel pretty middle of the road. I felt really hot this weekend, which was perfect because it like aligned up really nicely with like um, this guy I was hooking up with. And it was like, you know when you're going to see someone who you want to look hot in front of and just by chance, just by happenstance, you happen to be hot that day? Yeah. That was like perfect. And like, I think mm. that I do believe in a higher power. And I think that... Um, he, that was kind of a gift that Smiling he gave me. Down. And um and then but then like the whole kind of weekend was very emotionally exhausted and I felt like I don't I'm sober, but I felt like very hungover after the whole experience. And then I got off track eating and then I just feel felt weird. And now today and then yesterday, um my I went to my friend and four oh one improv teacher, Morgan Grace Jarrett's house and her husband is my personal style icon and he had a shirt that was too small for him and he's really skinny and she gave it to mm-hmm. me and it fit really well. So that like helped me get back into like a really good mindset. What about his style is appealing to you? I don't know. He just like wears like really fitted stuff and like he's kind of like it's like kind of plain in a way that like he just wears like I think I like the way that jeans look on him. And cool. so I don't think it's actually his style. I just think I like the way that, je- that jeans look on him. I felt really hot all week because my blowout. Yeah. I, wish I think I- it's t- it's doing making little tweaks to yourself i think i feel good because i got a little trim hair trim yeah yeah and i I can do new stuff with my hair that i couldn't at the length that was before and it's just nice to like change stuff up i can i say something insane yeah i want blonde hair 
I I wouldn't like if I met, if I if we had if you got blonde hair we would still be friends and it would be fine. Thank you. But if I met you with blonde hair, I would be like I don't have time for it. Oh why? Yeah, it just like it would be too big of a commitment <laughs> <laughs> to be friends with a blonde version of me. So a blonde version of you. Like now it's like I'm I'm so invested. Like I would never like. Right. But Thank it's like you. but but I'd be like yeah. If I met you today and you had blonde hair, I would be like oh like honey. I think that. I agree. <laughs> too much of a commitment. <laughs> okay, my closest be... friends are saying if I dye my hair, they wouldn't want to know me. <laughs> no, I've been. I wanted to do that too. You I've would been, look. I sick. wanted to go like light because I've always. I've never dyed my hair. I've always had like d- black hair in like the summer. If it's like sun kissed, it's like light. It's uh-huh. like brown. I would describe it as brown right now. Yeah, I really wanna. I would want to do something like a silvery blue. Like, oh, interest. I was just. I have that great photo of you. In the dressing room at Ars Nova with that white wig on, and it looks so good. Oh, thank you. So I should go white. I think it looked good. Okay, so we're wrapping up. I think it's time for one last Our segment. final segment. Because, um, you know, we really get into it in the podcast. Sometimes <laughs> tensions run high. And so we like, just end by a quick check-in of, like, are you mad at me? Yeah. Um, Catherine, are you mad at me right now? Because I know I kind of went in on that blonde hair. I didn't necessarily no, support your state song. I'm not mad at you. I'm actually really excited to see you. I it's been a while. I feel a little low energy because it's really warm in here and I'm trying to like remind myself that I'm alive. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you at all. Like I Go think on. that um yeah, I must I I'm so glad that I'm finally seeing you. Has the time like, apart made you think of me more? Yeah, it's a reminder. I'm already like I'm like a little bit like not mad but threatened that you hung out with Ned. Mm-hmm. Um especially during the time when we hadn't seen each other for three days. Mm-hmm. Like that time could have been used to hang out with me, but I d- wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm mad because we're hanging out now. Patty, are you mad at us? I'm I no, I would not say oh, that good. I'm mad at either of you. That's great. I think that I feel good. I had like a good lunch and I feel happy to be here. And I'm glad that you guys asked me on the podcast. We worship you. Um, Truly. And um, I feel like re- I feel like the conversation of me dyeing my hair has been reactivated just now. So mm-hmm. that's something. Get some to chew on on the walk home. Totally. Who she lives in the nab. Uh, who says I'm walking home, bitch? Yes, uh-huh. driver. Yes, I think I'm thinking because I want to walk home because it's nice out. It okay. is nice out, and I'm gonna walk home. So is this the end of the app? This is the end of the app. You guys, thank you so no, much. No, for no, no, pa- Patty. Tell people where they can find you yeah. and what you have coming up. What um, you up to? I uh, I have a show with Catherine on August 30th yes. at Industry City. It's a guy thing. It's gonna be a big blowout show. We're doing some really fun stuff for it i'm really excited uh and also i have a podcast called a woman smile which is also on forever dog network uh with lorelei ramirez so that there's like three episodes up there's a new episode every monday that is a podcast about womanhood and um and what womanhood means um and it's objective truth and (laughs) uh yeah uh i think i think that's that's it for for now that i can think of off the top of my head Rock and roll. If you like this app, please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Thank you. Rock and roll. Kissy, kissy. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.